Hey everybody, what's happening? Welcome to the first episode of the Wheatland Fitness Podcast. It is April 4th here today, and I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Like I said, this is the first podcast of um, many to come. Uh, I'm going to be breaking down segments and doing uh, special pieces on certain topics. Our first topic that I'm going to be getting started with is that in itself, getting started. So that's going to be targeted for people, uh, those of you that are you know new to the gym or fitness or just trying to get you know more active living lifestyles um, and just do better with fitness, get more familiar with it. So today's episode uh, is going to be one of many to come on this topic, and we're going to get started with setting realistic goals. So where to begin um, in terms of setting yourself up for success and what kind of goals to start off and what to expect and what to uh, set the bar at. So without further ado, I'll be getting the podcast started. All right, so let's get started. I'm your host, Jesse Wheatland. As I said in the intro, today's topic that I'll be going over falls under the category of getting started. So uh, today we're going to be focusing on setting realistic goals, where to begin, uh, what kind of goals to set yourself up for, uh, what things to look for, be prepared, and uh, yeah, so where to begin with that. Um, first things first, for a lot of you that are getting started off, um, you know, fitness has been something that's maybe been on the horizon and just kind of stuff that we've dabbled in or tried our hand at, or maybe not even at all. And this is, you know, the first time that you're, you know, looking upon the subject or thinking about going to the gym. Some of you may have already bought memberships, gone in with friends, uh, whatever the case is. Um, it's something that you're starting out fresh and, First things first, okay, what's our purpose? What are we going there for? Um, That's where setting goals comes in. And it's very important at the beginning to set the right goals at the beginning so that way that you can celebrate the successes and know what to look at and what to focus on. And that way you're arming yourself with momentum as you carry forward. So um, the first part about the subject that I'd uh, like to get started at is understanding first and foremost with, um, like I said, everything about getting started and, you know, what you what journey or what part of the journey you may have come down already. Um, The important thing to note is that whatever your fitness goals may be in terms of the long picture, um, it's not easy. You know, it's a lot easier throughout our day to to sit around and and to not go to the gym or not be active, not take that extra flight of stairs, um, whatever the case may be. It's a lot easier to be inactive. So what that means is that you have to understand what you're doing is challenging. It is hard. It is. It does take work. Um, if it didn't, it wouldn't produce the results that that we seek and everybody would have no problem with it. So. Why do we why do we start off with thinking that? I know a lot of people might ask, oh, well, Jesse, why are you looking at, you know, the obstacles first and foremost? Well, because the important thing to note is if we're already prepared going into something, knowing that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard and we accept that, that allow that now allows us the ability to to be humble and the fact that it's going to be difficult, we're going to struggle. You're going to have days where you're sore, you're tired. It's going to seem hard because it is. And that's okay. So if we accept that in at the beginning before even getting started, we can free that up. Now it doesn't need to be a thought. It's something that's already accepted. 
so we're prepared for it. What that does is it allows us more mental capacity and more thinking time on being able to focus on the things that we we don't know yet, the things that we can celebrate. Um, if we already know it's going to be hard, then that's not going to be a surprise. What will be a surprise are the results that we obtain. So that's kind of boils into the next point, which is, like I say, about being humble. Um, being humble involves, like I say, being prepared for for the moments that you're going to be struggling, for, for times where it feels like you've failed. And I say feels like because whatever your notion of failure is, you're getting started in fitness. Like I say, it's not easy. You're listening to this podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've already had um, other places where you've done some research or you've tried to go in the gym, whatever the case may be. Um, again, it's it's a challenge. So being humble and accepting that it's going to take that work, it, it allows us to focus on the improvements we're making. And that's the whole thing is that it's an improvement. And this gen, this, this expands beyond just getting started, but in, it's all about improvement. Every day you can improve. There's, there's not going to be anyone that you see doing anything perfect. Uh, if you ask any champion, any, any professional, any person that is exceptional in their field, and you ask them about their work, an artist, for example, and you ask them about their own work, constantly the people that are the most successful typically are also the most humble they, they they're never satisfied with the product that they put out because they're always striving to do better and if we can translate that into fitness and not be focused on perfection not it's good to have it but not don't don't hold yourself as as looking at it as a failure if, if something is is taking time or it's taking a lot more effort to get down the proper and effective way to do something there's a process so as long as you focus on improving and doing your absolute best to improve every time however that may be that's where you're going to find the most the most motivation the most drive um at least that's typically what I've, what I've found with myself and uh, with others around me. So it's a good point to, point to note for sure. Um, that, and that moves us on to another thing. Part of being humble and you know, seeking the improvements, the constant improvements, is also having the ability to be patient. Um, like I say, you know, what we're setting out to do, it's, it's not easy. Everybody would be doing it. You wouldn't need to listen to a podcast. You wouldn't need to you know, read a men's or women's health or, or pay $300 for programming, whatever the case may be, it's, it's, it's difficult. So it comes with time, effort, and consistency. The way that you can make those three things work is by having patience. And that's where the other notes come in about being humble and um, you know understanding the challenges. If we accept these things and we're able to focus on what we need to do the actual work at, which is the improvement, but it also allows us to have the patience to know that, hey, you know what, it, these things are hard. I am learning. I am doing my best. And I'm going to wait for the results. I'm going to work my best. I'm going to give 100% to whatever my 100% may be that day. I'm going to give that. And through consistency, with time and effort, results will be found. But you need to be patient in order to achieve that. So the next thing I want to note on, on those is, okay, so how do we... How do we set goals where do we start and the big point here um this is a hard one for me because i'm very much a big thinker um anyone who knows me can can vouch for that i can i can have a billion ideas for for what's down the road now that can be very productive but can also be counterproductive if we're looking too far ahead and not seeing what's in front of us 
So that translates to fitness in the same similar sense in in terms of you don't want to look too far ahead and, and it's good to do that. But don't forget about step one, two, and three. Remember, again, about those other points, about knowing the challenge, knowing it's going to take time, having patience, consistency, and effort. It's Those things take a lot of effort and, and steps to perfect. So if we focus on perfecting those key things right away, we're going to miss out on all the little victories that we have beforehand. And where that comes into play that, that's very important is that it's those little victories that we can celebrate that give us the motivation to move on to the next step and take on the bigger challenges. So it's important, like I say, um, to, set, to have a long-term vision. Know, what, know where you're going. Know what you want to achieve in the long term. Have an idea of what, you, what changes you want to see in your life, in your body, and, and the way you think and feel. Keep those in your mind and hold those dear but also set short-term goals. So make your goals applicable in, in a shorter-term sense, whether it be you know weekly goals, daily goals, monthly goals. Those are all good to do. But make sure when you're setting those goals, as, as small as they may be or as often as you may be able to, to celebrate them, make sure they do align with what your main vision is. And that's very important to note because, again, as the more that we celebrate these little victories, the closer we get to making that long-term vision a reality. And that's an exciting, that's an exciting moment. That's an exciting feeling. So there's a lot of momentum and a lot of ability to be gained um, by doing that and practicing that method. So that's, that's a really important thing to always remember. Um, and moving on now is also with that, so with those short-term goals, um, how do we set those? What kind of short-term goals? Well, if you're getting started, you're you're new to fitness. It's you're introducing more, you know, activity into your life. Whatever whatever your personal personal situation may be, keep it simple. Start basic. Uh, for a lot of you that are like I say, getting started, what this means is focus on your foundation. You know, make sure that your body is is balanced in terms of you know your range of motion, your flexibility, uh, your muscle strength, muscle imbalances. You know, an example of that would be you know people, individuals that you know you have a desk job, you're sitting down all day, um, you know, typing at a keyboard or a computer screen, whatever whatever it is that your job is. Nothing wrong with that. You got to work. You know, people, it's got to happen. But a lot of times, that's going to create imbalances. Let's say in our in our legs, you know, we're sitting down for hours at a time stretching and weakening out our, our posterior muscles. So in the case of sitting down, that would be your glutes. And we're shortening and tightening up the muscles on the opposing side. So in this example, it would be you know your hip flexors. When that happens, you're going to have a muscle imbalance created, and that causes issues with movement. And the movements that are key in terms of your foundation are your primal movements or your, your, your fundamental movements. And that's you know push-pull, Hip hinge, squat, core stability, torsion, which is basically you know moving um, from the core side to side. Um, you know all those things. If you, if you if your functional movement patterns are off, meaning that you know you can't do a full range squat with just body weight, or you have an imbalance where your shoulders are rounded because your chest and your your shoulders and the anterior side, so the front side of your body are very tight and, and, and strong and, and rigid, whereas the muscles of your back, like your lower trapezius, for example, which are responsible partially for keeping your shoulder blades flat and, and keeping that joint stable and such, 
those become stretched and weakened and your brain will actually shut down the muscle basically it 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 shuts it down so that you don't have movement other muscles have to compensate and that creates you know pain discomfort inflammation and a wide range of other issues so getting started that's a key point to f- to focus on because moving on to you know more advanced goals or or workouts and or what what may be furthering your journey you got to be able to move first and foremost and this is something that i've had to practice personally with you know having shoulder issues stemming from uh from sports younger and and things like that and injuries with work you know if you if you're not able to move yeah you can you can soldier through the workout or you can ignore it and do little stretches and give it the bare minimum of attention but eventually it will come back on you so i'm getting a little bit off key in terms of goals but those are the kind of things you want to set up make sure that you're focusing on again short-term goals that are basic so in this case you know focus on if you have to be able to touch your toes through stretching, that's a great goal to set. It's achievable. It takes time, effort, consistency, but it's it's something that you can do and work on every day and see improvements at every day. And every time you see that improvement, take note of it, celebrate it in your mind, tell a friend about it, make a post, whatever the case, whatever it may be, share, tell the world your success. It's a great thing. Or if you're you're not you know you're more of an introvert. Make sure you let yourself know because it's important that you're your biggest fan also. One moment. And like I say, that's that's regarding flexibility. You know, if your flexibility is on key, you want to make sure that you're able to perform those fundamental movements soundly. You know, making sure you've got full range of motion in the squat, your, your shoulders aren't rounding, um, <clears throat> any latent injuries are being tended to, um, things like that. So... I'll get into more of that kind of stuff when I get working on talking about more about foundation work and fundamental movements and such. But moving on to the next part of uh, where I want to leave off with uh, the goal setting part is make sure when you're setting these goals and, and you're working towards them, whatever it is you're doing, you got to give 100% at it. And even if a goal is to give your best, that's a great goal to have. And that's a great place to start because we're introducing proper habits. And if there's no increases actually happening in the gym right away, which very likely it won't be. It'll be a struggle at the beginning, learning how to get the movements down and everything. If the only goal you set is to be able to give 100% in every workout. And I don't care if your 100% today is 80% of tomorrow. If you can give 100% of what your 100% is that day consistently for two weeks, and that's the only goal you set and that's the only goal you achieve, you, my friend, are going to be successful if you continue that because now you've made those goals happen. It's not an easy one. It sounds simple, but the execution isn't. So that's a huge thing to accomplish. So if, like I say, you can't, you can't figure out a goal. You're getting lost. Start with that. Start with just giving your best to give your best and let that take you. Celebrate those accomplishments. Take note of what you did to make that happen and apply those to goals moving forward. So... Last off, um, I dealt with a little bit of you know fitness and kind of lifestyle things in there. I'll leave off a little bit about nutrition too because there's there's goals that we can set for nutrition. Um, it's again it's a similar sort of mentality that uh, that applies. You know, start with simple goals, celebrate the little victories. But uh, there's a couple little things I wanted to add in. And you know, when it comes to nutrition, a big thing that I see you know there's a lot of diets out there and different information. You know, low carb or ketogenic or vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian you know, paleo, whatever, there's the works. 
um, bulking, cutting, all this jazz, whatever it may be, diet, it's, there's no, there's no silver bullet when it comes to diet. Diets have all kinds, intermittent fasting, you know, is another one. There's, there's all kinds of things you can do. Um, but first, you know, in terms of getting started, don't let yourself get overburdened with all the information and there's tons of it out there. Um, just start simple. So start with things that you know, things that you're able to, um, Sorry about that. I had a little delay in the recording here. Start with that. Start with things that you're able to to do today. So don't. What that translates to is don't focus on what to exclude from your diet. Start focus on inclusion. Focus on establishing those habits, like I said, that you do with the workout. So establish consistency. Make sure you're eating a proper amount of meals. I know that this can vary too. Um, whether depending what kind of diet you're on, intermittent fasting, whatever the case is, or um, you know, counting macros and trying to space out your, your meals. Just make sure you're eating consistently through the day. You don't want to be having meals at odd times. You know, um, a good place to start is just make sure you're getting breakfast every morning. Again, if you're moving on intermittent fasting or those kind of diets, that's things you can change on the way. But first, we need to apply discipline. So go for a good place to start. Shoot for about, you know, four to six spaced out meals per day. So that way you're not forcing back a huge meal in breakfast or if you can even make breakfast or you get a little lunch and now you're slamming back a huge, a huge dinner. That, that's not going to help you. Let's, let's establish some discipline. Let's get used to following a routine. Let's cre- build some structure. So what that means, make sure you're having a decent breakfast when you get up. Balanced. Have a serving of protein. Have a serving of healthy fat. Have a complex carbohydrate. In the morning, it's good. You know, you're going to be burning some energy right away. You can fit in some simple carbohydrates, especially if they're paired with fiber. And because you have the other, you know, nutrients there in balance as well, it's going to help create a low glycemic response. Um, I'll get more onto that when I do further segments on nutrition and such and go more in depth at simple carbohydrates and, you know, the glycemic index and, and how all that translates into nutrition. Um, but getting back onto the point of setting the goals, you want to make sure that you're, yeah, you're building that consistency and, and setting that. So balance is key as well. Make sure you're not, you know, a breakfast isn't just slamming back a, a protein shake. Protein shakes are great. You need them sometimes. But protein on its, in itself for breakfast isn't going to be enough. Protein on its own for any meal isn't going to be enough. You need to have a balanced amount of your macronutrients. And you want to have micronutrients in there too. A lot of people leave those out. Um, but what that means is you want to make sure you have a complex carbohydrate, a um, protein source, a um, dietary fat source. And again, once you establish these these fundamentals and you build this discipline, you establish this, this structure, then we can move on to looking at things like intermittent fasting or ketogenic diets and, and start making a little bit more of the um, tweaks that we're able to following other diets. But like I say, the key is setting simple goals. Start off simple. Start off with including a balanced proportion of macronutrients. Even if that's just balanced, even if that just means you have an equal portion of each, that's fine. That's a good place to start. Maybe not so much fat. You don't want to go crazy on the dietary fat. But again, um, it's not dietary fat isn't going to kill you per se right off the hop. So those are things that we can tweak down the line. This is obviously a topic I'd like to talk about more. Um, 
but you know again i got to keep it simple as well with uh with what we're saying so the last part is there's there's little things too that you can start off with just little minor substitutions or even if you're just including them um on their own without substituting them in but there's little things that you can do like uh, initially setting goals to eat less you know candy the simple carbohydrates cut back on the sugars um as much as you can but you want to make sure with the inclusion don't focus right away on getting rid of those things focus on okay what are some ways that i can that i can things that i can start doing now that are going to build the habits and the strategies for me to start excluding these things examples would be you know in taking more uh, i used to freeze blueberries i love skittles i'm a skittle fiend but again eating packs and packs of skittles isn't good for anybody Grapes and Skittles are excellent. If you throw them in the freezer, take them out, give them a couple of minutes on the on the counter, or just go straight out of the freezer as long as it's not too cold. You eat those bad boys, they taste just like a little Skittle, and they're, they've got the shape and everything. It's an excellent way to substitute out. You're still getting a simple carbohydrate, but it's not going to be as high of an insulin or sugar response in your body, glycemic response, if, uh, if it's from fruit because it is paired with fiber. Again, it's still a simple carb but it's better than going with the pack of Skittles. Um, And like I said, even if you start off and you're not substituting out that pack of Skittles, so be it. Learn how to establish the habit of going to the fridge, getting used to getting those berries that are frozen or whatever the case may be. Again, guys, there's a bunch of examples I can go into that. I've already gone off on the nutrition part um, and the podcast is getting a little long, so I don't want to keep you guys on for too long. I will be doing another episode tomorrow. Um, but remember, with, with diet and with, with fitness, a thing that I always say to clients and, and people that I train and friends, family, whoever, you got to think. It's good. It's better to always build an army before you go to war. In terms of nutrition, that's where inclusion comes in. Start adding in more of those balanced meals. Start adding in better nutrition habits because you're getting ready to go to war. You're going to war against, against a version of you that you want to improve. You're going to war against disease. You're going to war against a way that you're feeling that you want to improve. So build an army. You build that through nutrition by including proper nutrients. That allows our systems to function properly. Now we've got our systems functioning. Now we can go to war and do the things to make use of our, of our body's systems. You've got thousands of years of, of, <laughs> of evolution in nature. Our bodies know how to handle things. We just got to give it the right stimulus and care. It's the same thing with workouts. Build an army before you go to war with the workouts. Get your fundamental movements down. Get your injuries taken care of. Improve your range of motion. Improve your circulation. Get your mental focus improved as well by you know celebrating those small victories. And, and that's where you start. Those are the kind of goals that you set off with. Once you learn to start celebrating those kind of victories and looking for those things, we can move on. And now we're moving on with some momentum. So that's it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, tuning in on it. Uh, like I say, it went a little longer this one, but there's a lot of topics. I love talking about this. Um, I want you guys to, to f- give me feedback on the podcast. If there's topics you want to hear about, things you want me to cover, 
um, or just, you know, you have a couple things to say, please feel free to reach out. I'll be posting this on as many platforms and uh, as available. And the more that I do it, uh, the more I'll be able to reach out to you guys. So in the meantime, you can find me on Facebook, Jesse Robert, or on Instagram, Weedy11, W-H-E-A-T-Y 11. And uh, however that I got hold of you through this podcast, let me know. And like I say, if you have any comments or questions, concerns, please feel free to reach out to me on either of those two platforms. I will be expanding the uh, platforms as well as it goes on. So stay tuned for more. I'll have another episode out for you guys tomorrow. It'll still be under the topic of getting started. And I'll let you guys know what we're doing once the podcast is out tomorrow. Thank you again for tuning in. And I wish you guys all the best in your fitness endeavors.